I had hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we have now been pointing out all of the lies associated with Build Back Better, New Green Deal Socialism. It's not going to cost you a penny, not one cent. Now Jen Psaki uh, doesn't want to go along with the CBO score because it shows that Build Back Better, New Green Deal Socialism uh, in reality and in all truth is $5.1 trillion. Not far from where Penn Wharton and other other influential objective analysis of this bill that doesn't use accounting gimmicks gimmicks comes from. Uh, here's what Saki had to say. So the president says that the Build Back Better is not going to add a penny to the deficit. The CBO has this new score uh, where they assume that social programs are going to be made permanent. And in that case, it would add almost $3 trillion. So does that mean that President Biden will commit that these programs are not going to be made permanent? Well, first of all, what we're, you're talking about here is a fake CBO score that is not based on the actual bill that anybody is voting on. Uh, okay. Now, first of all, the CBO has been called the gold standard and, and let me play that. And the estimates for the CBO, which is really a, you know, as you know, the gold standard, no Republican or Democrat questions. This- uh, joining us now to respond to all of this is, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Senator, um, so this is the gold standard. Now, <laughs> what Jen Psaki is saying there is just an outright lie. And let me explain why. Because the Democrats would like the American people to believe this is only $1.75 trillion. They'd like Americans to believe that this is fully paid for. This was an honest score, uh, and that's why they they seem angry at you. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me, and thanks for being talking. You've been talking about this, I think, for almost a week now. So what uh, what she said today was very dis- disingenuous and dishonest and kind of like bad deck. Uh, uh, Baghdad Bob, you know, School of Journalism here. What have I done? I've asked the Congressional Budget Office to look at the 17 programs that are in Build Back Better that are due to expire from one year to six. Under Build Back Better, they pay for pre-K schooling for six years. Uh, The child tax credits go for a year. Uh, Child care goes for three years. How many people think that they mean for these programs to go away after one year, three years, or six years? They'll never go away. So the bottom line is if you look at the 17 programs that have a sunset and you take the sunset off and you score the bill over a 10-year period, it goes from 1.75 to 4.9. You add interest, you get 5.1 trillion. That's truth. That's honesty. Now, Joe Manchin said in November the 1st of this year, that he believes Build Back Better has uh, gimmicks and shell games, that it's not 1.75, it's probably twice that. Well, CBO gave me a score based on the sunsets being eliminated, these programs lasting for 10 years, and the deficit went from $360 billion to $3 trillion, and it is not paid for, and the whole bill is a fraud and a lie. You said this weekend in an interview that it's like pouring gasoline on the inflation fire. Right. So why? Gasoline prices have gone up 58% since Biden's been president. Food has gone up 33%. Our supply chain is in disarray. Build Back Better declares war on fossil fuel extraction. If you think it's hard now to get oil and gas produced in America, Build Back Better is the death blow. That's the Green New Deal part of it. I think Build Back Better, if it ever became law, would add at least a dollar more to a gallon of gas. So what does that do to inflation? Is throwing gasoline on the inflation? 
inflation fire. I think Build Back Better is going to require an immense amount of borrowing, $3 trillion, which makes inflation. The more money the government borrows, the bigger the government, the more rampant inflation. So this is an inflation nightmare for the middle class if you pass Build Back Better. And Joe Manchin said that he believed the bill was full of gimmicks and shell games, and it is. Wharton School of Business, not exactly a radical right-wing group, scored the bill at $4.6 trillion. The bipartisan budget group, Responsible Budgeting, scored it at $4.8. Uh, CBL came at 4.9 when you add the interest is $5 trillion. All right, so all these numbers are what these numbers are. You know, worker pay, there was an Axios story, not pay, keeping up with uh, in, inflation. Uh, right. You know, Biden gave away so much free money, nobody wants to work anymore. The Washington Post even highlighted a Georgia county, um, Liberty County in Georgia, southwest of Savannah, uh, facing labor shortages. Uh, you have a Bloomberg article mocked for suggesting Americans spend their paycheck immediately to cope with inflation. Um, that's a joke, too. But but all of these things taken together, when when you add to it giving up energy independence, when you right. add to it the increase to the deficit is $3 trillion, Senator, at what point yes, do we say we cannot afford this anymore? We can't rob from our kids and grandkids uh, and great-grandkids at this point. Well, if you're waiting on the Democratic Party to to cry uncle, they won't. They're on a jihad here politically. Uh, They have a 50-50 Senate. They act like they have 70 Democratic senators. They act like they have a mandate from the American people to march towards socialism. They don't. So Build Back Better is a lie and a fraud. The House should revote. What have I done? I've exposed the bill for its true cost. The effect on the deficit is $3 trillion unpaid for. So I'm hoping that so-called moderate Democrats will take the CBO score and reevaluate their support for a bill that I think will make inflation dramatically worse at best. All right. So now the question is, where are the Republicans on this and where's Manchin? I mean, I, I said last week before the scoring came out and before the new inflation numbers came out, a 39 year high, uh, which should scare the, the living daylights out right. of every American, the highest number since 1982, that that. Yeah. Where's Joe Manchin on this? Because you're right. He's been saying all along that it's going to cost a lot more. And he's also been saying there ought to be a pause because inflation is real and and we ought to all be concerned about it and think about how much money we're willing to spend on this thing. Well, I can tell you where the Republican Party will be in the Senate. Every Republican will be voting against Build Back Better. Right. So so if every Republican, if we just need one Democrat, it's either going to be Manchin and or Cinema. I don't see any other Democrat that will break ranks. Now, Joe Biden is twisting Manchin's arm today. And I'm curious how Joe's going to respond to that. Well, I am, too. And I like Joe Manchin. You know, he's been a friend for a very long time. And here's what Joe's been saying. Now's not the time to add a bunch more new government programs and debt because we have inflation problems. We spent more money since uh, the advent of COVID than we did to win World War II. And uh, Joe asked questions about whether the bill was full of gimmicks. The answer is yes, it's full of gimmicks. The CBO used to be the gold standard. All of a sudden, it's fake news. And what uh, Jen Psaki said about me today is complete rubbish. All I did was expose the bill based on the reality of how the bill will play out. These programs won't go away. They'll stay in place. 
They're going to be there for 10 years. They're going to have $3 trillion to the deficit. And, you know, Peter asked Jinsaki, does the president support these programs ending uh, after a year, three years, or six years? She never answered the question. She never answered Peter's question, do you support the programs ending? And the answer is no, they do not want to end these programs. And the question is, are they willing to pay for them? Because if they want to pay for them, they better find $3 trillion of tax increases or budget cuts to make it uh, deficit neutral. They can't do that. They can't do that. And and number one, okay, let's say they're going to raise the capital gains tax. That's going to that's going to contract the economy even further because people won't take their capital gains. They'll wait till the rates get lower again. Uh, that that literally will stifle and put a stranglehold on the economy. Then you're going to raise corporate taxes. Well, you and I both know corporations don't pay taxes. They're going to pass it on to we, the people, the the the, the consumer, the average American, especially poor middle class yeah. Americans. They're they're bearing the brunt of Biden's economic policies now, his energy policies now. A buck fifty more a gallon, you know, that's twenty twenty five bucks more every time you fill up your gas tank, and it's five hundred to a thousand bucks more to heat your home this year. And every product you buy in every single store uh, is now costing more because it costs more to get them there. Well, inflation is the worst nightmare for working people because the six. 0.8% inflation rate reduces the powering uh, the, the the ability of your paycheck by the equivalent amount. So you're getting a pay cut. It's a tax. Inflation really is a tax on working people, and they're about to add to this tax if they pass Build Back Better. The deficit effect of Build Back Better is three trillion dollars. It's not three hundred and sixty billion. The actual cost of the bill is five trillion, not one point seven five. The question for Joe Manchin and, and others: When you describe what you're for and what you're against, now's the time to get on record. I like Joe Manchin. I hope he will say no to this Build Back Better in its current form. Have a pause to avoid creating an inflation nightmare for the the American people. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Senator Lindsey Graham on the other side. And your calls, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right. All right, we continue with Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. The, the accounting gimmicks, lies being told, build back better new Green Deal socialism. So we're basically sitting here waiting for one senator to decide. It's going to be Manchin. Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you, we're waiting for one senator to decide. It's going to be matching if it's anybody. That one more Republican, this madness would go away. If we had the House, the bill would never have gotten out of the House. I can't wait to 2022. If we had one more Republican senator, there would be no bill back better. I'd be in charge of the budget, not Bernie Sanders. So think about that when you go to the polls in 2022. we got a year here where we've got to manage this. If bill back better becomes law, it is going to grow the government in an unsustainable fashion. Fashion, create a nightmare for inflation. You, 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 uh, and I both know the power of what they call the bully pulpit of the presidency, and right. uh, it's and that is that today Joe Manchin is making his way over to the White House, and Joe Biden is going to do a full court press on him to get his support for this bill. So you know Joe Manchin. Which way is he going to lean? I mean, well, I, I I can't imagine the people of West Virginia. West Virginia is a state. If you analyze it objectively, that depends a lot on the economy. I mean, we saw this terrible tragedy take place as 
these tornadoes that took place this weekend. And Democrats are politicizing it, saying it's climate change. you got a climate change cult here. But that's hurting the people of West Virginia because a lot of their economies built on the energy sector. So you asked me a good question. What I think Senator Manchin will do. He comes from West Virginia, the biggest Trump state in the nation. the Green New Deal is a disaster for the economy of West Virginia that produces coal. He's talked about fiscal responsibility all his political life. He has a moment here to stop America from going down a road that will be very destructive to the people of West Virginia, working people all over the country. If you listen to what he's been saying, his concerns, the CBO score should be a game stopper, a showstopper for Senator Manchin because it validates his concerns that the bill is five trillion, not one point seven five, is three trillion in uh deficit spending, not three hundred and sixty billion. So based on his own statements, uh the CBO score should require a pause and I'm hoping that's what happens. What do you think when you saw the Wall Street Journal poll? What do you think when you see Hispanic Americans now polling dead even with Democrats. Is there a is there a demographic shift politically happening in the country? Um, in your state, we have a, a mutual friend, Senator Tim Scott. I believe Herschel Walker should and will win that seat in Georgia against Raphael Warnock. Um, I I look at other African American candidates around the country, and I'm beginning to see more minorities in the Republican Party. Up to COVID, Donald Trump had broken every record demographically for low unemployment in this country. Um, I don't believe the the Democratic Party represents working men and women anymore. I think they've become the party of coastal elites. Am I wrong? Well, I think you see a rebellion by the American people toward Biden's policies as president. You see a 10-point swing in terms of a preference for a Republican Congress in 2022, the largest difference between the parties in the history of polling exists today. More people prefer a Republican Congress. Why is that? Joe Biden has made us less safe and less prosperous. He ran one way. He's governed another way. We're losing the country that we all grew up in, and there's a massive pushback. At the same time, you got a disruptive uh, figure in Donald Trump that's disrupting the status quo in a, in a way favorable to disenfranchised people. You have Dr. Oz putting his hat in the ring, carrying the Republican banner, which is a sea change for the Republican Party. You have a African-American lieutenant governor in Virginia. You have the party growing among African-Americans and Hispanics because Trump's policies work, and uh, Biden policies are really the enemy of working well, people. i got to run, but I'll have you back. And I, I, your comments about Mitch McConnell and anybody that's helping the Democrats here has no business being in leadership is is intriguing as well. I agree with you. Uh, Lindsey Graham, thanks for being with us. This is important. I would normally give out a senator's number. Number. I don't think it's going to matter. It's going to be the people of West Virginia contacting Joe Manchin. It's not going to be the rest of us from around the country. It's going to be West Virginia. 800-941-SHAWN is a number. Quick break. Right back. Check out the show 24-7. Download it to your iPod. Be a Hannity Insider at Hannity.com. I don't know why I'm loving Christmas music this year. Linda, you loving your Christmas music this year? 
Some I mean, I love it every year, but you never love it. No, I. But and I'll tell you why. Because I've been listening to the words of some of the songs. Like I'm not into the holly jolly blah 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 Christmas crap. I'm not into that stuff. But the the ones that have like the religious meaning behind it in particular, and you listen to the words, I, I just I'm really enjoying it. So you'll get a kick out of this. Yeah. So I'll my um. I love getting a kick out of anything. Go ahead. <laughs> so at church every week we have probably like fifteen to twenty minutes of worship before the sermon starts and by the way you mean the, like praise and worship music mm-hmm, yeah okay. and so they, they do a lot of hill songs like hill song okay I, yeah. I love that music yeah yeah you know michael w and all that stuff so after after praise and worship uh last week our music director jared was like i just want everybody to take a minute and notice something that's happening and it only happens once a year in this month of you know christmas where secular radio stations start to play all of this amazing Christmas music where we're talking about the baby Jesus, you know, and, and coming, you know, into our world and, and just what an amazing time it is. Like whether it's Mary, did you know, or Hark the Herald Angels, like people are in their cars and they're singing along and they don't even realize, you know, is that they're singing songs about the true meaning of Christmas, which is the birth of Christ. Listen, and what, I, an, what an awesome I, opportunity that is for everybody to sort of start a conversation about it. Look, it's a cliche, and I hate cliches, but it, it's true. I give I like to give much more than you know to receive a gift, for example. And I like to I I spend a lot of money on Christmas because it's important to me for the people that work with me and for me, and also for my family. And I try to make it very family oriented, you know, at least part of the holiday and then see friends part of the holiday and, and try and, you know, balance it. But I also spend a lot of time resting when I'm on this vacation. I used to go when I had a, when I had better, less physical ailments without going into deep. Nobody wants to hear my ailments. I can't stand when people talk about their aches and pains, so I'm not going to do it. But, um, you know, I've been struggling for six months with an injury. It's just annoying as hell. Um, but I used to go skiing every year, and I used to say I would meet God on a chemo mountain. You just get to the top of a mountain of a ski slope, I mean, and you look out over the horizon, and it is spectacularly beautiful. You know, and the trees covered in snow and just that, that feeling, and you're dressed warm, but still it's just cold as hell, but you're warm anyway. Just there's nothing better than that. And I I don't know why, but when I finally wind down, I begin to start thinking and contemplating and become introspective and grateful. You know, there was a story out last week that actually said being grateful helps you live a longer, healthier life. Did you see that? I did not see that. And I don't think we're very grateful. I think we, I think as a nation, definitely not. No, I think we take for granted freedom. We take for granted family. We take for granted a lot of things in life. And during this period, at some point, I'm just going to find that time where I'm more quiet, more still and spend a little bit more time and and think about the blessings of my life and then once my mind kind of clears out and i start becoming normal again and i'm not in my daily routine what happens next is then an, uh, you know a flurry of ideas start coming to me about and i can tell you what they're going to be about it's going to be about next year's election and how to win and how to get the country saved from this disaster because it's an unmitigated disaster um and not that I can save it, but I want to do my part. That's what that's where my head's going to be at.
I think I don't think you're alone in that, though. I think there's a lot of people out there that are getting together this Christmas, that are getting together on these holidays that have been hard hit by the, you know, overreaching arm of a government that doesn't have a clue. And they're suffering. And so they're really feeling it this Christmas. They're looking for new leadership and they're going to get it. You know, I was out some friends of mine. um, You know, I can't stand celebrating my birthday. But anyway, some very close friends, you know, all of them took Mm -hmm. me out. Uh, to dinner over the weekend or a restaurant I usually don't go to, um, you know, because I so go you're to having birthday month then. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> you know, you know, I've been fighting hard against it's your this. favorite. It's your you favorite. know, I've been fighting back hard, um, but nobody seems to want to listen. It's, it's so, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to be gracious. I'm going to have to suck it up, even though I don't want it. My attitude is, I get enough attention. I don't need any more attention. But this um, is a different kind of attention. This is like attention from friends and loved ones. I mean, yeah, I I appreciate it all, but all I really want is a Betty Crocker cake with vanilla icing. Put one candle in it. I'll sing happy birthday and then we'll be done. That's it. That's enough for me. Does that sound fair? I mean, it sounds fair to you, not to everybody else who wants to celebrate with you, unless everybody's bringing Betty Crocker cakes to dinner. <laughs> no. I guess that could be I, one I, way I of approaching it. I will say this. So members of the uh, dojo were at this dinner. Well, that's and nice. Everybody in the dojo has a nickname. And they actually went through the effort of having a T-shirt made up with, you know, our martial arts. We have the symbol, North Shore Martial Arts. And with my dojo nickname on it, and then also a coffee cup, which I have. I should take a picture of it and send it to you. And it has my dojo nickname on it. That's really nice. With our colors. No, it's very. it was very cool. I mean. Very thoughtful. And then they're like. What else are we supposed to get you? Because we know you're not going to like it anyway. You would have gotten it already. It's the truth. But, we all but it meant a lot. It. They spent a lot of time. They even got my picture on it somehow. I don't know how they did it. It was pretty fun. It's but awesome. I, but it, it, it is back to the, the gratefulness part. I don't think we're grateful enough. That's my opinion. I think we, we all get caught up in our day-to-day lives. And, you know, you just you got to really work at pausing a little and saying, you know, look at perspective in life. You know, sometimes when you meet somebody that is going through something so horrific, it reminds you, oh, maybe it even embarrasses you into thinking, I thought I had problems. And you really don't compared to the, th- the other things that people go through. You know, I, I, I know somebody whose daughter has brain cancer, you know, came back for the third time. I'd be out of my mind if that happened to me insane and you know and the, pros- the prognosis actually is fairly good but it's it's so scary that word is so scary for everybody well i think also when it's your child because you oh, know you it, spend your your whole life protecting no. your child and there's nothing there's no worse feeling you're what a sweet baby james has a great line you're only as happy only can be as happy as your happiest child it's the truth it is true and you think it ends, by the way. I thought, well, the 2021, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that, boy, that was oh, God, dumb no, on my part. It never part. ends. It never, ever, ever ends. You just never stop worrying about it. Mike, and, uh, let me tell you, my grandmother had 12 kids. God bless, God bless her. I don't know how she did it. Right. And, and she literally, I think she spent her whole life just on the phone and worried about what was happening with each child at any given moment. You know, I'm looking at Sean in Florida. I'm going to put Sean in Florida up. Had a daughter, apparently. Sean, welcome to the program. I'm reading, you lost your daughter last year? This year? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I did, Sean. On, oh, on, I'm so me. sorry. 
January 28th, uh, 2021, my daughter, Lauren Sullivan, passed away due to a, um, it was a massive sarcoma. It was called demretic, follicular demretic sarcoma. And uh, she was 26 years old. Huge fan of yours, John. A matter of fact, you would have loved what she did back in 2008. She was in middle school. She made Obama shirts and wore them to middle school. And, uh, of course, they made her take them off. But uh, she was a big fan of yours. Waited in line for hours to meet Sarah Palin to get her book signed. Graduated in three and a half years from USF with a degree in political science. And uh, she was moving, doing things great. I, I, I don't know if there's anything harder than what you're describing as a parent. How do you... You know, Sean... I honestly would wonder how I'd pick myself up every day out of bed. I don't know. And, I, and I've talked to parents like that have gone through what you've gone through. And I just can't put myself in your shoes because the pain is that great. It is that great. I'm I'm doing better because I'm following the grieving steps. My wife's doing not as well as I am, and we've been married 29 years. And uh, it's it's tough, Sean. It's by far the hardest thing I've gone through because just what you said, I'll emphasize it in a different way. When you're sitting down with your wife for dinner and there's nobody else there, the finality of it is what really gets to you. I don't have grandchildren now. I'm too old to have kids. I'm 54. And um, it's hard. It really is. And this is your only child. My only child. Yes, sir. She was, uh, she was, um, she was an advocate for seniors. And what she did with her life is when she graduated from USF, she became the CEO of a nonprofit organization and she fed 400 seniors four days before she died. And her whole life was raising money and giving back to seniors. So example, if a senior couldn't pay a, um, a phone bill or a, power bill they would pay it for her up to five hundred dollars and um that was her life it was all about when the COVID hit they started what's called a a pantry and she got donations and fed seniors with the with that food made sure it went to the right people um you don't have to answer if you don't want it's a personal question do you do you do you believe in heaven because i do I believe that. I do believe in heaven. I'm a faithful believer in Jesus Christ, that is for sure. And my faith has really helped me immensely this year. I've leaned on God, and I've come to believe and understand that there's three answers you get from God yes, no, and, and wait. And I'm in the waiting period right now. I, I, You know, that to me would be the only avenue that I could think of that could offer comfort that one day that you will be reunited. Uh, you know, I they fu- they found a new planet last week. I don't know if you noticed the story. I talked a little bit about it. And it's like there's so much out there. There's, there's such majesty that our human minds can't comprehend it, which to me is the science that there is a God. And I believe in I, science. I believe you know, and I think the, the people that believe that somehow they're they're atheists, they believe somehow that there was energy and it, there was this Big Bang and, and you it perfectly formed universes within universes within universes the animal kingdom the hu- humankind etc i don't believe that i believe that there was a creator a god uh, that we call father and i believe that with all my soul and that to me is the only thing that i can think of that might pull me out if i were ever to deal with something as uh, as hard as what you've dealt with and you're saying it 
that 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 has helped you? Five letters, Sean. It's very simple. These are the five letters that get me through every day. F-A-I-T-H. Because if we don't have faith, we don't have anything. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll say this. You're describing a young woman that, you know, there's a Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young. I mean, sometimes I wonder if there's some truth to that. Um, Yeah. but, But you know what? There's no doubt with somebody as sweet as a soul as you're describing and a heart as you're describing, um, you know, that's, that is a person that has a heart for God. You know, at this Amen. point in my you life, we, yeah, go ahead. You did, Sean. Let me, if it's okay, she made the national news, and I would love to give her name out. People sure. can Google it, and it'll come up first, and she, they can read the story, because this time of year, what I really want out of this conversation is to help others if they're grieving, and the story about her is extremely positive and upbeat, and I think a lot of people would get something out of it. If they just Google Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, my last name, Sullivan, and put in Jupiter, Florida, the story will come up in the Palm Beach Post, the Daytona newspaper, USA Today, and they'll be able to understand a little bit more about her life. Well, you're in our prayers this holiday season. Sounds like an amazing young woman you raised, and I do believe, like you do, that that you will see her again, and she's waiting for her mom and dad, and she'll be there yes. for you. Sean, uh, thank you for this opportunity. It bet. was wonderful being able to speak to you, and uh, I appreciate you letting me share the story, and um, I hope other people get something out of the article that was written about her. We'll put a link up on Hannity.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. very. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. You thank and you. the rest of your staff have a blessed Christmas. Well, God bless you and your family. Appreciate it. I mean, that's what I mean, Linda. Right? That's exactly what I was saying. And you yep, know, and I've already, I'm people, looking at the story. It's incredible. She's a beautiful yeah, young send woman. Send me a link. You know, and we'll put it up on the website. It, you don't know sometimes why are people being mean? Why are people being jackasses? You have no idea what they went through. We'll continue. Mm-hmm. 